Welcome to the Access VFX podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity, awareness, and opportunity in VFX, animation, and games industries. Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, founder and director of Access VFX, bringing the visual effects, animation, and games industry together, working towards a shared goal to make our industry more diverse and inclusive by taking action rather than just talking about it. It's the Runo Rumble, London versus New York City. Today we have a podcast of two halves. First up, Harriet Dineg chatting to 2D runner Phil about what it's like moving to and living in London. And then we join a conversation with Mackenzie and Anthony, who are runners at MPC New York, sharing their stateside experience. So East Coast Atlantic versus West Coast Atlantic. Cool, so um, I'm Harriet from DNEG and I work in the talent acquisition team, but I'm also a non-executive board member of the Access VFX group. Um, I'm here today with Phil, who is one of our runners here, and we're going to just have a casual conversation about what it's like um, coming into the studio as a runner at DNEG and essentially the entire process, you know, what it's like moving here. Um, and some tips and tricks on what it's like to to move to London. Um, so yeah, Phil, if you just want to introduce yourself and kind of give the listeners a bit of an overview of who you are and what you want to do. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm Phil. Um, I'm now 27. I am a runner. I work in the facilities, so I do a lot of the ordering and the admin side of things. Um, originally, I moved from the north of England, which I'm aware isn't as far as some of the other runners or some of the staff here. Um, but yeah, I've been here since March 2018, so about 14 months now. And you're wanting to train in 2D, is that right? That's correct, yeah, yeah. 2D. Okay, cool. Um, so when, when you finished university and you were thinking about uh, you know, getting your first job, what was your initial process? Were you applying to loads of studios? Did you have your heart set on DNEG as a particular place? Or were you just kind of looking to see what was available? Yeah, well, I, I mean, when I was at university in, in our final year, we, we actually visited DNEG and it was sort of one of the top studios that I saw that mm-hmm. was, uh, was certainly kind of on my list of places I'd like to end up. Um, so when I eventually finished, yeah, I did apply for a lot of places. Um, and I, felt, I feel like at the time my showreel wasn't um, probably to the right standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up taking a job in Leeds. Uh, I was there for quite some time and then mm-hmm. eventually uh, reapplied with an updated showreel and CV and mm-hmm. was a bit more successful this time around. So you spent that time whilst you were in Leeds working on personal projects and getting your reel stronger in order to be able to apply again? Yeah, I mean the stuff I was doing in Leeds was more, mainly um, uh, sort of business, mm-hmm. uh, corporate content so it wasn't really uh, stuff that I could use yeah. in my showreel um, but yeah, personal projects on the side and it gave me experience sort of working in a studio yeah. environment um which i think was was all really beneficial mm, okay and when when you submitted your application to DNEG, roughly how long did you have to wait before someone got in touch with you and said you know would you like to interview uh, i think it was only a couple of weeks it wasn't it was pretty quick turnaround mm. um yeah it was probably a couple of weeks i think it was a phone interview and then maybe a week later it was come down yeah, and meet uh, the team. Yeah, meet the team. Cool. And what was that process like in terms of actually interviewing um, and meeting the people that would be making the decision on giving you a job? Um, it was really casual. It was, it was really good. Um, 
one of the things that I noticed at the time, which I hadn't had the opportunity to do in other interviews that I had elsewhere, was to actually sit and go through my showreel. Mm. Um, so that was nice. I felt like I could really talk about what I wanted to do and where yeah. my strengths um, are. Um, so yeah, I think overall it was a really relaxed, very casual interview. Um, and I, I certainly left feeling quite confident. Great. And then when, when you'd left, obviously you were feeling quite positive about the whole situation. Was it a fairly quick turnaround again in terms of how quickly that decision was made yeah, and you got the phone call? Absolutely. The whole process, I think, was really quick. Um, again, it was probably only about a week later. Mm. And then I think it was the start, was it the, following, the following week or the week after that. So, mm. yeah, it was, it was quite quick going from... Nothing Inter- or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you said that you lived um, in the north of England before mm-hmm. relocating. So you had, what, about a week after getting the offer to then starting. So you had to make the move relatively quickly. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I, I have friends in London who were quite right. happy to sort of put me up until I could find my own place. Mm. Um, and I've been to London uh, quite a few times. So I did know my way around. I was quite confident in navigating London. Um but it's just that kind of strange transition period between uh, where you're kind of between places and yeah. you, you don't have your own Living place Living out yet. a suitcase. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 It was okay. nice getting settled into my own place. I think having the support of friends and family isn't obviously always a luxury that people have. But if you do have it, you have to tap into it. It's yeah. something that you just, you know, and... People are very supportive of that if you've got those connections. You know, everyone's always like, oh, you know, I've got a sofa available. So I think it does make the whole move easier if you've kind of got friends or family living in the area. Um, when, when you obviously had to then think about finding your own place, you know, there's only so long that you can sleep on someone's sofa. What was your process in terms of finding somewhere? You know, it's a huge city. The costs vary depending on where you are. What was kind of your mindset of, right, this is where I'm going to look, this is the type of place I want to live in, this is my budget? Yeah, so London housing is interesting because <laughs> you, you find somewhere that you like and you almost have to make the decision on the on spot. On the spot, yeah. Because it just, it'll go within an hour. Yeah. Um, so I think for me it was just looking on, I think it was Spare Room, mm-hmm. um, the app, and then going through and... In terms of area, I've always found I like the coming from a sort of very rural area. Yeah. I love the big city, but I like living in a quieter area. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm now in a, an apartment in East London next mm-hmm. to the city airport. It's sort of brand new, but it's still nice. very it's very much being developed. So it's very very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always knew I kind of wanted to go in that direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just messaging a lot of uh, agents and going in speaking with them and seeing what they had. Uh, but yeah, you do kind of have to make the decision quickly. pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to go in knowing exactly what you want. want and, <laughs> yeah. Um, and have all the questions to ask sort of there ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got to make a really quick decision. Yeah. And, you know, there's this huge stigma around entry level salaries in not only the visual effects industry, but London as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think some people come into this thinking that it's actually not even a paid position um but how did you find you know coming in at that entry level salary and having to support yourself 
find somewhere to live. You know, London renting isn't cheap. It depends on the expectations that each individual has. But did you, you know, did you survive? Was it easy to survive? <laughs> well, I mean, I can confirm that I have survived. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly doable. Um, I think it's, it's um, you have to look at what your salary is mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, pick your housing yeah. uh, or what your rent's going to be. Um, so you're not paying a, a ludicrous amount. Um, yeah, it's working out your, your budget, yeah. working out what you can and what you can't afford. Yeah. But there's loads of little things that you can do to make life easier. For example, um, I'm now too old, but I did have the, <laughs> I did have the uh, young person's rail card, yeah. uh, which you can link up to your Oyster card. Oh, awesome. So you can always save a third on um, off-peak travel. Great. So if you're, working, if you're doing the running shift sort of in the evening, yeah. then you can, you can save a third on that. So that reduces your costs yeah. uh, astronomically. Yeah. Um, on top of that, yeah, if you work the evening shifts, then you get food provided yep. here. So save a little bit of money there. And then you've got the option to do uh, weekend shifts, so additional overtime, you've got extra money there. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, just being savvy about all yeah, your options, really. Yeah, it's just, it? it's just being clever about how you spend your money, really. Yeah. But yeah, it's certainly doable. Okay, cool. Um, and before you moved here, what were your expectations of, of London and how did that marry up to actually what it's been like? Um, every time that I'd been to London previously, it was always sort of coming down as a, I guess, as a tourist. So seeing London as... as a commuter. Yeah. I've always thought, of, I think everyone thinks of Londoners as really grumpy people, but I think once you're on the, once you're on the other side of it... Um, you you certainly understand it um, <laughs> because people are just trying to get from A to B and yeah. they don't want to have to deal with all the tourists. Um, yeah, it's no, it's it's in terms of expectations. Um, I mean, I love London so much. Um, it is hard living here with the amount of people and um, in terms of what you get for your money and, and housing isn't fantastic. Um, but it's a starting point. It's a starting point. Yeah. Um, I think even it's even when you compare it to other places in the UK, it's, it is very expensive. Yeah. Um, but it's a, yeah, it's a very vibrant city, and I do love it. Mm. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to move to London. So. And anyone that's obviously listening to this today, do you have any advice on people relocating and kind of things that they should look to do or research that they should do before moving? Yeah, certainly do as much research before before taking the move um, looking at what area I think that's really important because um, boroughs and areas in London change or mm. are so diverse and you know East London's completely different to West London yeah. and, uh, not just in terms of uh, sort of the, the population but also in terms of the cost yeah so one might be significantly cheaper than the other yeah um, yeah there's a lot of factors that, that come into that um, but then also you want to be on the right uh, tube line. Yes. You know, how long is your commute going to be? I think on average, I think everyone commutes for about an hour. Yeah. That seems to be... Door to door an hour is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, but then it seems the further you live out of London, the faster you can commute because yeah. the trains are faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just doing all that kind of planning about where it is that you actually want to be and... Um, I think that's really beneficial mm. um again just yeah looking at your your budget and what you can what you can't afford i think that's also really crucial 
Yeah. Um, other than that, I think just I think it's stuff you all kind of learn on the go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and going, if you were to go back and start the whole process again and move and that kind of thing, is there anything you do differently, or do you think you got the nail on the head first time? Oh, I'd probably do something differently. <laughs> Um, I would probably, I wasn't in a position to have much savings behind me when mm-hmm. I came down. So I think if I would go back, I'd probably try and have a bit more money behind me so that I, I probably wasn't struggling for the first month or two. Yeah, bit of a buffer. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously when you, when, when I moved down, um, you know, staying with a friend, I was sort of waiting for that first salary to come in. Mm. Um, yeah, that was, that was a kind of a tricky month. So yeah, maybe a bit more money behind me than I wouldn't have, um, it wouldn't have been so tight. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, I think that's all really useful information. Thank you so much for giving some tips and advice on what it's like to move. Um, I hope the listeners have enjoyed uh, today's conversation and yeah, good luck with the move if you're looking to relocate to London. Hi, my name is Mackenzie Zaring. And I am Anthony Gordon. And we are runners at MPC New York. Um, so Anthony, how did you arrive at MPC? What was your journey? I went to the School of Visual Arts for animation. And yeah, I just like applied around to a bunch of different places at entry-level positions. Junior animator, runner, just... You know, just about anything. And I knew someone that was working here and came in for an interview and everyone was super nice. And um, yeah, I, I started working here shortly after. Yeah, I had a similar, not so similar journey. Um, I also went to school in Manhattan. I went to Marymount Manhattan College. Um, I studied digital media and video production. Um I actually, I had a boss who worked in um, advertisement when I was doing like an internship and uh, yeah, and so I just like applied to a bunch of places and I remember her bringing up advertisement so um, I looked in the advertisement section and I found MPC New York and now I'm here. So how are we managing and navigating New York and working life? Well, for me... um, Managing New York at first was really difficult. Um, I'm from a small, like, rural area in Connecticut, from Roxbury. Um, and I, so I wasn't really used to being in a big city. I really like Manhattan a lot. Um, I think it took a little bit to get adjusted to, but I think the trains were really hard. I got lost a lot on the trains. Um, the cockroaches are terrifying. <laughs> the rats are pretty big. Oh, the rats are huge. Why? I don't even know how they make these mutant rats. But if you ignore all that, New York is fabulous. Oh, yeah. It's definitely really great. I mean, the convenience of it is really nice. But yeah, and then I think when it came to the working life, um, you know, this is my first job outside of uh, outside of college. I think that everybody has been really welcoming at MPC, and um, I'm, I'm very lucky for that um, because... When I first started, I was really nervous. I made a lot of weird, nervous puns. Um, but uh, when you first started, <laughs> okay, still do it now. Um, but I, uh, you know, there have been a lot of uh, mentors along the way that have helped me. Um, Mike Scott, who works in tech ops, has been like 
a really huge help in you know teaching me the tech op way um and so i'm very thankful for that what about you anthony um i mean as far as being in new york i grew up in Long Island. my dad worked in the city so i was kind of in the city all the time it's similar to what mackenzie said the people here have all been really really helpful and welcoming um I've made like a lot of really cool friends since I started working here. Uh, the CG team, the animation team, has been, you know, very. They, they work with me pretty consistently in trying to get me into that next step. And I've worked on a handful of jobs, and um, you know, you just, I learn a lot about the pipe, the pipeline from like every angle, pretty much. And it's been really helpful for me and my career. And you know, my resume looks a lot more, a lot more impressive now than it did a year ago. I worked on like a handful of jobs and some of them have been really, really fun. And you know, I'm glad for the opportunity overall, but um, all the CG department are very, very willing to like look at your work or give you work to do or just try their best to help you out because like a lot of them started as runners. It definitely helps to be proactive too. I think that that's like and this is just a good life lesson in general. I think that if you're proactive, people will see your eagerness and um, they'll help you out because of it. Um, I think it's almost like, you know, people's proactivity is contagious. And um, the only way that things really work out is if you b- bounce ideas and bounce skills off of one another. And so I think that, you know, whenever I'm having a hard time here, it's usually because I'm not putting myself out there. Um, but usually if you do put yourself out there and you, and you sit down and you talk with people and you share your ideas and you share where you want to go with your life, uh, especially at MPC, people really respond to that. And I think that that's one thing that I really appreciate and um, am grateful for because not everyone's first job is like that. Um, pros and cons of your job, Anthony? Um, beer clock. Huge pro. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, beer clock's um, awesome. We had a pinata last week. I mean, <laughs> there were nips and there were lottery tickets in it. It was hysterical. Yeah, no, the MPC is like really about um, trying to maintain a, a steady, our positive company culture, which is really, really good because, you know, when people are just not like in a great mood like in general you can really really feel throughout the office so NPC goes out of their way to like set up things like karaoke nights and uh, bowling nights and view the brew where we all just sit down and watch all the work that's been done at NPC over the past few months which is kind of like inspiring to see like all the all the, like the things that you know we've been watching on people's computer screens kind of come to fruition and um, it's like a nice camaraderie thing so that's definitely a plus um, like I said networking is a huge plus um Cons. I mean, the running job is not the most glamorous. It's gonna be honest. Yeah, it's not always elegant. Occasionally, you know, mop up something gross or it's um, you know it's you know it's not. Yeah, the dish the dishwashing is not ideal. Yeah. Um, but I don't really mind going on runs that much though. I mean, sometimes you have to run to the post office or you have to run and drop off a drive. And I actually like the dropping off drives because you get to see another office which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice being able to see another office and it's also nice just being able to get outside in the middle of the work day. Yeah. I think it's really easy to feel claustrophobic in an office in the city. Well, spring through fall I'm into that 
winter not so much. Oh yeah, winter it's a little rough. Yeah. yeah, especially if well, if it's snowing, but it's a light snow, it's kind of nice. Mm. No, it's not. Not a winter guy. Life. I don't do the snow. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. I don't know. I like it. Um, but uh, you know, yeah. Besides that, like con wise, just it's gonna be similar to like any job, pretty much. You know, things are gonna get your nerves sometimes. Like, it's gonna be. You may not gel perfectly with certain coworkers, but you just gotta like figure it out and like talk it out. But you know, it, it is a job, so you know, expect the usual things that come with that. Yeah, exactly. I think I think you're right. I think just with every job, there's gonna be something that you don't like. But I think you know, the one thing that we are lucky with with our job is. Um, I think that this group of runners is really tight-knit, and so we do have a lot of fun while we're working on the job. Final question, Anthony, what is your overall goal? Overall goal is to become an animator full-time. I've definitely learned a lot of stuff being a runner, and there are aspects of the job that I do really enjoy, but uh, I I think I definitely want to be a full-time animator, ideally in film animation. so maybe one of the other NPC sites, maybe here to start, maybe I'll really just like take to the quick turnaround of commercial animation once I'm doing it all the time. Um, but yeah, just animator, some capacity. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then um, for me, I'm just really trying to focus on, you know, moving into tech ops. Um, I don't know that I have an overarching goal, I think I just want to learn as much as possible while I am here um, because I do have this amazing opportunity to be at MPC and to be in Manhattan. Um, I think I would like to try my hand at compositing. Um, I like the idea of just sort of taking different pieces and sort of mishmashing them together until you get like the overall imagery of what the commercial should look like should look like. Um, so I think, yeah, my overall goal is just to learn as much as possible. All right, I think, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah I think we're done here. Well, well, I don't know what the record button is on this guy, so I'm going to leave that up to you, but... All right. Later, and... everybody. There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program, and events we're at, then head over to our website at www accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thank you for listening and until next time, bye.